It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Dutra. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk about walks on the beat. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of Zodiac. Oh, couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh, sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it, you're listening to Causeway Street. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Team Ambassador, Boston Celtics, AFO, baby. Holiday. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast on Causeway Street. Welcome to the season preview episode of Causeway Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone, Sean Dutra, Joel Pavone. We got Zach Pelican going to join us. Pumped up. We finally have a guest in here. And we're here, guys. Regular season. Regular season. NBA tip-off. Things got started last night. Celtics. Tonight, the Celtics are back. And it's funny, Sean, because I'm going through these previews, whether it's Sports Illustrated, ESPN, all these NBA 2016-17 season previews. And a lot of these guys, they're saying nothing but great things about the Celtics, which surprises me in a way. Because, one, I figured that some people would, would give the Celtics the benefit of the doubt, but I didn't think it would be this 
good. We have Sports Illustrated, which we talked about right before we started the show, ranking the Celtics as second in the East. Mm-hmm. You surprised by that? I mean, am I surprised that I'm surprised that it's getting so much national attention because I, I think the Celtics are right there. The East is wide open. You get Al Horford on this team. You looked really good last year. You had a couple injuries, whatever. Al Horford's now going to be a part of the Celtics. He's your, you know, insert your big free agent that we've all been waiting for. So, yeah, I, I think there's a legitimate shot that could be the second seed. I don't think that's a um, – I don't think that it's a stretch, but I think it's interesting that there's so many publications – National publications, not right. just here in Boston, that are saying this is a legitimate chance that this could happen this year, which is great news for the Celtics, great news for Boston. You have a, a team that is coming in, ready to compete, ready to go, ready to challenge the Cavs in the East. And this is the year. The expectations aren't going to be, oh, it's okay if you get a first-round knockout. Mm-hmm. This is the year they have to prove it. This is the year. After signing what? arguably or probably the biggest free agent in their history, in Celtics history, it's time to, you know, put up or shut up, right? That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, like, last year, 50 wins was like a pipe dream, right? It's like, yeah, maybe they can get to 50 wins. Maybe they could, you know, make it to the second round of the playoffs. They didn't do any of that. No one really got on their case for not getting there. But this year, there needs to be... Marked improvement. You got your free agent. You got your core. You got your coach. You got your young guys. Their needs, the the, the Celtics are, are should be held accountable for getting to where everyone thinks they should be, which I think is a great thing. This is not a bad thing. This is a great thing. We expect greatness now. We expect marked improvement over last year. And, uh, yeah, it's about time. I mean, we're how many years are we into this rebuild now? This is year four. Year, year four. four. Hey, Believe it or not, year four. Just saying. Just saying. Well, one thing we've seen out of Brad Stevens is constant improvement. So I'm completely with you here, Sean, in terms of getting out of the first round. I think that's a goal that in, in, in itself is going to be somewhat of a challenge, but a challenge that the Celtics shouldn't have a problem reaching. You know, the second round of the playoffs, I'm just kind of – like I said, I'm just surprised, man. Like the second seed, I mean – if this was the Boston Globe or if this was, you know, a, a local publication, I could see why someone would, would write that, someone that follows a team year in and year out. Right. But to see that on a national stage really shows how, how far this team has come in terms of, you know, in continuing to improve year after year under, underneath Brad Stevens. And how, how much they view these quote-unquote role players that are on the Celtics, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Amir Johnson even, like those players are getting attention saying, you know, this is they're they're legitimate NBA players. They're legitimate, you know, starters in the NBA. So yeah, I I think you're gonna see a lot lot of improvement this year. Like you said, with Brad Stevens, every year it's been a little more, a little more, a little more. This year I think they gotta make that leap. So we'll be breaking down, of course, the rest of the Eastern Conference. We'll also break down the Western Conference. We'll we'll uh state some of our predictions for the uh NBA uh finals. NBA MVP, Rookie of the Year, all that fun stuff. We'll get right into it. But uh, let's bring in our guest before we get into all this uh, prediction talk and, and breaking down this let's upcoming talk season. Some Celtics. Let's talk some Celtics with our boy Zach because I know Zach is very, very excited for this upcoming season. There's uh, very few people who are more excited than Mr. Zach Pelegrin. 
You know it. You know it, man. I'm uh, completely excited. I mean, finally we got the the big signing that was supposedly never going to happen because we're, it's Boston and that's just the way that it works. And it finally uh, clicked for us. We're able to get a nice high draft pick with Jalen Brown. I mean, this team's ready to go. I'm I'm as pumped as anyone out there. I think this is going to be a very good year. And I think, like you guys were saying, I was able to overhear nationally, finally, the spotlight's back in Boston. And that's what we've been waiting for. And it feels like it's been a couple of years since that's happened, at least since the days of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. And it's back and hopefully it can stay for you know the better part of the next decade. But this year is really the start for me. So super excited. So you're warming up on Jalen Brown. Is that, is that what I'm hearing, Zach? Is that what that, uh, is that, what that means? Hey, you know what? I never said I didn't like Jalen Brown. I just didn't <laughs> like the fact that we took the pick. I was thinking there was a trade out there for us, which maybe there still is. Who knows? There's, there's still time for Danny, but I'm sure we'll get into that as we kind of move along here. Well, at least somebody, one of us, is uh, warming up to Jalen Brown. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna. I, he needs to prove it on the court. That's all I mean. Prove it at the NBA level, not in the preseason. But anyways, Zach, um, so when you're looking at the, the makeup of the Celtics team, we've talked about this a couple of times. Al Horford, we, you know, you mentioned it's the biggest signing Celtics ever had. What is his impact on the court going to be like this year in your eyes? Because to me, it seems like he's coming in and he's instantly our best player on the team. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's really threefold when it comes to Al Horford and what he brings to Boston right off the bat. First, and I think maybe the most underrated aspect is the fact that he is a leader, a veteran leader who has been to the playoffs multiple times. He knows what that grind of the NBA season looks like. And for these young guys who haven't really been through it multiple times or even one time in some of their, these players' cases, he's going to be a guy that they can lean on and kind of go to his more or less that uh, quote-unquote father figure and that leader figure in the locker room. So I think that's a huge thing that he brings right off the bat, uh, especially with IT not having to really be that guy that everyone goes to. He's not the only veteran out there anymore. So that's a huge thing right off the bat. As a player, I look at Al Horford as probably the most talented, most versatile player that Boston now has, which is certainly saying something. We haven't seen this happen for Boston since the, the KG trade when they brought him in and the versatility he brought. Uh, you've got Horford, who on the offensive end is going to be an option for the screen and roll with Isaiah Thomas. Should open a ton of space for everyone else as well. Defensively, he's a guy who can be a rim protector more so than what we've seen in the past couple of years. Uh, so defensively, he's going to give us the option to be able to be a little bit more aggressive out on the perimeter defensively. I think there's a lot of things that open up with Horford coming in here. Lastly, his impact on the other players and what he's going to allow a lot of the other players to do is really going to be the biggest thing overall for me. Guys like Avery Bradley, guys like Marcus Smart, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Kelly Olenek, all these guys are going to have an extra step or two on the offensive end to be able to get their shot off now because teams are going to have to respect Horford. They're going to have to know that that's the big offensive option. That's where Boston's going to want to go with the ball at all times. Defense are going to have to key onto that, and that's going to give a lot of extra spacing on the floor for a lot of other players for Boston. And like I said, defensively, I can't wait to see this team out on the perimeter. They're going to be as, as aggressive as we've ever seen them. I'm looking at Marcus Smart as a guy who's going to be really key, and I think he's going to love playing with Al Horford this year. So after the um, signing, though, one of the most common the – one, one of the biggest things that we've always heard about Al Horford is that, oh, yeah, okay, this is a great sign for the Celtics. This improves the roster, but mm, he's not necessarily your number one guy. He's not someone that you can turn to in the fourth quarter. Do you see Brad Stevens sort of proving that wrong? In this upcoming season, do you see him go into Al Horford with, I don't know, the game tied, 20 seconds left to go, 
let's kind of throw a curveball at these guys, and, and instead of going with Isaiah to win the game, let's put the ball in uh, Al Horford's hands. I'm sure he will. I mean, Brad Stevens finds a way to get the ball to pretty much everyone on that team, and you know whether it's the last second trying to just throw an alley-oop up to him or whatever it may be, I'm sure he will use him in a lot of different creative ways. Um, but like I said, I think the biggest thing that you get from Al is more so the fact that he's going to be someone that people are going to expect the ball to go to if it's a two-point game or if it's a close game. I don't think they're going to use him for a screen and roll three anytime soon, you know, but uh, I think he's going to be able to give them a definite option uh, and someone that can certainly set that late-game screen as well. I think Brad's going to be able to use him real well late in games. Um, you know, and probably, to be honest, I think you hit it right on the head. He probably will shock a few people knocking down a few game winners hopefully this year. Now, um, I know I, it's it sort of gets overshadowed when you when talk about Al Horford, and obviously he's a perennial All Star and everything. But what do you think the addition of Al Horford is going to do for Isaiah Thomas? Because this has been Isaiah Thomas's team. I mean, I, and he seems like the kind of guy to me that's really not just going to give that up so easily. I, I think I think this friendly competition to see you know I, I don't know maybe maybe they don't view it the same way I do, but. Isaiah Thomas wants to be the best player on the court at all times. So how do you think his progression is going to be this year? And, and you know, do you think there's I, – I, not that there's any clash, but do you, do you think that's going to spur him to to be more aggressive on the offensive end? Yeah, I, I think you're right on there. I, the clash, maybe not so much, but I think it's going to be a definite shift for Isaiah Thomas in terms of the player he was a year ago to what he what we're expecting him to be this year. He's going to be a guy for me, and uh, I forget what show I was watching the other day, but someone made mention, actually it might have even been Stephen A. Smith, um, made mention of... <laughs> you watch that shit, man? <laughs> yeah, it was on in the background, but uh, okay, they're talking okay. Celtics, so I had to oh, I yeah. had to tune in for a moment. But he made a a really interesting point that Isaiah Thomas this year, for the first time as a Celtic, is going to really be looked at as a playmaking point guard for the first time in his career, opposed to just being a scoring player. So I'm really anxious to watch how Isaiah goes throughout this season. Does he use Al? as you know, just another big guy that's going to set a screen for him and let him get to the rim? Or is he going to be more so working off of him in that screen and roll capacity that I think that could be one of the more uh, dangerous combos in, in the league? We know that Horford can knock down the occasional outside jumper. We know he's strong on the inside. If Isaiah is able to use him correctly, that should be a one-two punch that's among the best, at least in the Eastern Conference, going into this season. Yeah, that's something I noticed a lot from Isaiah throughout the preseason was that he was sort of taking his time on offense in terms of not necessarily looking to score every single opportunity that he got, but he was more trying to set up his guys and, and trying to you know feel the feel the defense and pick his pick his uh, moments to to pass well, he, and when to score, which is something that I think a, is going to be important. He's shown a great you know in the past when right. in the past when he you know has been maybe a shots off. He is a great distributor of the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even those just the flashy passes that you see, but if he's trying to run the offense, he has the ability to do that. Right. And, yeah, I think Al Horford's going to be huge into that. No, I think the main thing that Isaiah Thomas has to go with the mindset into this season is he has to be able to trust his teammates, mm-hmm. right? Just as Brad Stevens has a trust in him, he's got he's to trust his teammates, and I think Al Horford helps that, even though he's, only, he's one player, he's not a, a superstar per se, mm-hmm. but he's that veteran presence that has um, playoff experience. He's been to the Eastern Conference Finals, so you know, going forward, I think more trust in his teammates is – is going to be key. 
Zach, how important do you think Avery Bradley is this season for him to not only do what he's been doing his last couple of years, but to, to step it up a notch for this team? Oh, I think outside of Isaiah Thompson, Al Horford, he's the most most important player on this team that they're going to have going into the season. Uh, defensively, you're talking about one of the best defensive guards in the NBA right now, a guy who can practically shut out whoever he has to for Boston on that perimeter. And I think this year, with the addition of Horford, I mean, it seems like everything we're talking about is tying back to Big Al, but with the addition of Horford behind him, he's going to have the confidence to jump some of those passing lanes and really get hyper-aggressive uh, defensively and, and I mean, for me, on the defensive end, he sets the tone along with Marcus Smart. And if those guys are playing uh, aggressive and they're able to play physical and they're, they're staying out of foul trouble, that's going to make this Boston defense one of the best in the league. Offensively, the big thing for, for Avery Bradley, he's not a guy that they're going to run a ton of ISO plays for. I don't know if he has the, the good enough ball handling to be able to do that. But if he can knock down that open three in the corner, and he, you know, if he's, I think the number that I calculated out was about 38%. If he's breaking 38% from three, it's going to be a great year for him because he's going to get a lot of open shots uh, because of Horford and because of Isaiah Thomas in the middle of the floor this year. If he's hitting the, that open three, that's going to be a really, really good player. And he might be a dark horse candidate to possibly get into the all-star game hmm. um, come February. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I if think you're wondering what that sound is, that's Sean telling, pretty much trying to tell you that he made that prediction also. So he's, <laughs> That's what that means, you know. After no, me doing this, me and him get along. Me and Zach on the same page well, no, all no, the time. I mean, after man. doing this podcast for so long, like I, I know like your sound effects now. Like I know exactly what that means without you having to explain it. I didn't say nothing, man. No, but I, I think, I think also um, a big, a major um, concern last season for the Celtics was the three point shooting. But I think it was overall their shot selection that hurt mm. their percentage. Yeah. So I think. Um, again, tying back to Al Horford, I think this helps the guards you know, have better shot selection and thus improving on their three-point shooting without necessarily having to trade for another three-point shooter or bringing in another three-point shooter. So, Why do I automatically think of Marcus Smart when you say shot selection? But no, go ahead, Zach. <laughs> go ahead. Because you should. Because you should. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously were confident enough in their three-point shooting that they let R.J. Hunter go. Right, I mean, they didn't. They they realized he was a three point shooter. They, you're right. They don't need to go out and get a three point shooter because they felt like you know we have one that literally does nothing but three point shooting. I mean, they let him go. So I don't think that Brad Stevens gets caught up in, you know, okay, the 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 way the league is trending is three point shooting. Right, he's okay with you shooting threes. He encourages shooting threes. Obviously, they took a lot of threes last year. But awful, a lot of awful shooting. Right, but I don't, I, I don't think that he's stressing out, stressing out and saying, you know, I mean, he's got good shooters on the team. I mean, m- minus mm. Marcus Smart. There's decent, there's decent shooting versus like great shooting or good shooting, right. because uh, Isaiah Thomas, for example, he shot forty three percent last year. If he can bring that up to forty five, forty six, I know it's only like three, three yeah. percent difference, but that makes a huge difference in the long run. But I think we're on the same page. I mean. A lot of that has to do with the shot selection, right? So if they're right. if they're able to run a well balanced offense through Al Horf, Al Horford, and you know make sure that that they're not just jacking up threes, which I don't think Stevens wants to do, but I, I don't I don't think I don't really see three point shooting right now. Maybe maybe I will because last year was a major Achilles heel. I don't see it really derailing this team this year. I, I just don't. I, I 
I hope they've improved on it. I hope that, you know, and I'm sure Stevens has a plan, a, a way to fix it, but that was a major problem this year. That, that maybe, it, maybe I don't, it can't be a problem this year if they're going to be the second seed, if they're going to make a run into the playoffs. Well, since you brought up RJ Hunter, Zach, what do you think? Did the Southerns make the right choice? Oh gosh, it was a painful one. It was it was a tough day for all of us because I don't know anyone not, who doesn't like R.J. Hunter, the player. Not more than um, R.J. Hunter. It was his birthday. He got cut on his birthday. Damn, that's yeah, cold, know, man. A, cold what blooded. A crappy day, huh? <laughs> you know he woke <laughs> up. Fashion. You know he woke up with like a text from his mom that said like "Happy birthday." Then he's like, "Oh, thanks, mom." Next text, Danny Ainge. Hey, come to my office. He's like, "God, oh, <laughs> yeah, damn, right? man." Uh, that's too bad. R.J. Hunter, I mean, we only got to see him for one year. Didn't get to see a ton of playing time for him. I think he's going to bounce back and find himself a team and probably find himself a nice role in the NBA at some point. Um, Like we said, it it sounds like, or it looks like, and it certainly seems that he's going to be a nice three-point shooting guy off the bench somewhere along the line. I don't ever think he was going to get to the point where he's a solidified starter in this league. So you tend to think, okay, the upside of James Young wins out in that battle. But the thing is, if James Young's issue is between his ears, which is what it seems like it is, that's something he may never get over. And, I, you know, he's one of those players for me that he may he could be James Harden one day. He could be a guy who's scoring 30 points a night and is one of the best offensive players in the league. Yep. Or he may be playing in China, you know, by February. So we don't know what he's going to be. I think something that may have helped make the decision for them is at the end of this year, I'm pretty sure James Young's contract comes up. Yeah. And I yeah. think with the cut, with the cut of Hunter and with the fact that Young's deal could be done at the end of the year, it opens up a roster spot for him without having to really make any decisions come the end of the year. So that may have played into it to kind of help with a little bit of flexibility going into the summer of next year. But, uh, I don't know. It, it was tough to see RJ go and, you know, you got to wish him the best, but, uh, now it's, it's the James Young show. Either that or uh, he's going to be having a long, hard year up in uh, up in Portland again. And it's funny that you say that, though. I mean, with the three-point shooters, if you look at some of the three-point shooters that have come into the league, not a lot of them click with their first team. I mean, you look at Kyle Korver. You look at J.J. Redick. Those type of three-point shooters. J.J. years to get to, to, to find a home. Yeah. And Kyle Korver. I mean, remember Kyle Korver right. came in. He was like, nice. Then he lost it. Then he, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just sort of the way it is. Like, a, a, a three-point spot. Look at even – maybe this is R.J. Hunter. Steve Novak. Remember when Steve Novak had that crazy year mm-hmm. with the Knicks where he just all of a sudden was just lights out shooting? Right. That's what I think the type of career would be for him. But it's so hit or miss with these three-point shooters that that's all they do is three-point shoot. You can't really invest in that because they don't play defense. They're not. They're not giving you consistent, you know, offensive numbers. So and this is no it, longer a, a rebuilding choice. team. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can't. You can't invest another couple of years in another right. player. You know. So I, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I obviously. I mean, I've been on record saying they should have. They should have kept James Young because I still think he's got a little more potential. But we'll see what happens. I always see. All right, this is the thing. I I always felt like James Young is is more NBA ready than RJ Hunter, but I just think RJ Hunter's ceiling is just much higher. Well, so but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you know, this isn't a rebuilding team. This is a team that wants to win now, and whoever is better fit to to be on the NBA roster is going to get the spot. And, that and was the plus, case. it seems like a, a James Young has played a lot better defense in the preseason. It looks like that was something that he's actually worked hey, on. It could have been his wake up call. He, he, he knew he was on the bubble. Could, he's legitimately could. I yeah. mean, he put on the muscle this year. He looks like he's a little more. I mean, a defensive-minded into the game. Right. It still seems like a space case. I get that. But 
We'll see what we'll see what happens with him. I mean, it's not like they're relying on him, but it's better to have him on the bench than RJ Hunter, it seems. Well, Danny H did say that this must be the first time that James Young has earned anything in his life. So Really? Take that for what it's worth. Wow. Entitled little punk. I guess so. <laughs> well, the game sort of came naturally to him and coming up in high school and he only did a year in, in, in Kentucky. And yeah, and then he, he did well. Yeah. Yeah. It was all downhill from Had him. that nice dunk in the uh NCAA championships. I remember that. I don't know. All right, Jack. Anyway. It's prediction time. How many? T- how many? Uh, how many teams? How many games does the Celtics team win? How many teams did the Celtics, Celtics play this year? <laughs> no, I was going to say how many. No, I was going to say how many teams did the Celtics win this year? Okay. <laughs> I don't know how many different teams it's going to be, but yeah, how I've many teams are going to be? I want the exact number. Exact number. I got them going fifty-three and twenty-nine, which should oh, be good enough to get them to thirty. My it's exact my, prediction. My, oh my goodness! Wait, yours too? Yeah. Oh, mine's Shut fifty-four up. and twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, always, Sean. Always giving always them an extra a boost. Little extra. Uh, <laughs> a little extra. Always against the grain. So, what do you think, Zach? Do you think that puts them in the second seed, third seed? <laughs> where, where, where do you see the Celtics? I think it drops them into the third seed, uh, but they'll be they'll yes. be battling up in those in those top two all, all year long. I think. Who's above them? Yeah, what about the division? You think the they'll, they'll take the Atlantic, or I think they will. Yeah, I, I I do like them. I don't think Toronto is as strong as they were a year ago, um, and, and I don't think they made enough change to really take a step forward. I think Boston made the big move, and I think they're going to be the ones that really benefit uh, in the Atlantic. And uh, not that we count division crowns here because they don't really mean anything in the NBA, but yeah, I, I see Boston right at the top. So who's uh, who's in second? Because I'm, I'm assuming you got Cleveland first. Yes, yes. Cleveland first. I like the Indiana Pacers this year. Yes. I think they did a fantastic job in the, in the, in the, this summer. They picked up a bunch of veteran guys who are very sturdy, solid players. For the first time in Paul George's career, he's going to have a true ball-handling point guard with Jeff Teague with him. I think that team's set to be very strong this year, and they're going to surprise a few people. A lot of people sleeping court. on the Pacers, too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's going to be a good team. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm seeing them at the seventh or sixth seed in, in some of these predictions, and I'm like, how do you how do you think the Pacers will be anywhere outside of the uh, the top four? Plus, one thing on the, the Pacers this year too, the emergence of Miles Turner. I think he's going to be yeah. a legitimate like Serge Ibaka type. I mean, yeah, Sean, you took my pick in the uh, in our fantasy well, draft. I mean, I was stop, eyeing him. stop sleeping on him, man. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping on. Him. I thought Just the fifth, I thought the what was the fifth or sixth round was a good time to take him. <laughs> hey, but I guess I was wrong. Took him in the sixth. <laughs> Fifth, I don't remember. I Sean picks like what was it? You were like two picks before me, so he grabbed them before I could get to him. Just taking all your players, hell yeah. Second up, little prediction action here. Yeah, we're putting you on the spot here. Give me a bold prediction. Now, not like lukewarm, like bold, like hundred font bold. Celtics prediction. As bold as bold can be here. I'm going to go with, and this one is actually uh, we have our articles coming out tomorrow, I believe. Um, uh, today, today's up. Oh, they were up. To, okay, so yeah, yeah, this is actually I'm, I'm actually straying away from the one that I posted there. Oh. I'm going out on the record and as saying Marcus Smart will be the sixth man of the year in the NBA this year. Oh, oh my god! Oh. You I like just, that. You just gave I like that. Sean Dutra the biggest boner he's ever had in his <laughs> whoa, life. Right whoa, now. whoa, 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 yo, hold on. Where are we gonna? Why are you gonna go there with it, man? Because you know it's true. <laughs> All right, well, the table just moved. I'll be back. <laughs> Wow. Damn. Going off the that, script there. Hey, I love Marcus Smart, man. I would never go there, but that is bold. That's a hundred type that's a hundred font bold right there. So why? Why is he gonna be six men? Well, I was looking at his stats um from last year and over the last two years, and the way that it projects out 
according to what I expect to see for his minutes, he should be getting off of the bench, if all things remain equal, should be nearing 15 points a game, five rebounds a game, and five assists per game this year. If he's able to post those numbers, I, That's six I man don't numbers have right a, there. Yeah, off of the bench of all places, too. He should basically be exactly what you had in Evan Turner, but a better scorer than what you had and a better defender. And a better rebounder. I don't think there's anyone else. And a better rebounder, yeah. So he should should be one of those 15-5-5 guys, plus his ability to defend. That's going to be – his impact is going to be as high as anyone else in the league in terms of on a second unit for any team. So I really like Marcus Smart to take that quantum leap this year into NBA semi-stardom, we'll call it. Telling you, me and Zach get along so well on this podcast. Man, it's not <laughs> Who's the rookie of the year? This year? Yeah. Oh man. No, That's next a year. Tough one. <laughs> ne- next year, I, next year. Well, next year it'll be a Celtic. It's going to be Harry Giles. Okay. I like how you're more <laughs> ready with the next year than this year, man. Looking to the yeah, future. This year, well, this year is tough. You have your number one overall pick already injured. I would think you go out to the West and say um, Ingram is going to be probably the, the leader in-house. I'll take a guy off of the board, though, that's going to be down in Memphis, uh, Wade Baldwin. Really love his game. Oh, I like him. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think he's going to get more minutes than people expect. I think he was the 14th overall pick. He's a guy who's got a lot of talent. He's really the prototypical NBA point guard nowadays. He's going to have to obviously battle Connolly for time. But I think he's going to be one of those players that they use very creatively down in Memphis, and he's going to be a real nice player for them. Wade Baldwin. Damn. Yeah. Well, Wade after Baldwin. Chris Dunn, I think he's the best point guard in the draft. Alec Baldwin's lost brother. <laughs> yeah. He's just black. But okay. He's just one of the yeah. – no one ever talked about him. His half-brother. Yeah, half-brother. <laughs> Is, isn't it the fourth or two? Isn't it like uh, Baldwin the fourth or something? It just or sounds third? like Wade would be part of like the Alec what, – what's the other – Stephen, all those Baldwins, I don't know. Wade he's, is He's the fourth. Wade is definitely the fourth, yeah. I'm actually shocked by Wade Baldwin. There's so many good rookies in this in this draft this year. You're going with Wade Baldwin? Yeah, that's probably like the seventh person I would have picked. Nah, probably like the 20th I would have picked. But, I mean, it's all, it's all good. Zach, I thought we were getting along over here, man. You guys missed on that one. Right? Who, who you got? Who do I got? Oh, I know who he is. Yeah. It's the guy I just mentioned. He's in love with the guy. He wanted the Southerners to take him. Let me let me tell you who I got. Bender? Nope. Oh, yeah. Nope. Bender. You Wait. wanted him, too. Hip. Hip. You wanted Hip. him over Jalen Brown. Hip. No. This is what's going to happen. If Joel Embiid is not on a minutes restriction this year, he's going to win the rookie of the year. But he's going to be, though. But he's going to be on a minutes restriction. So I'm going with Chris Dunn. Okay. Because I didn't want the Celtics to take Chris Dunn, but he was obviously the third-place player in the draft. Yeah, you wanted them to take him over Jalen Brown. I wanted them to draft draft Chris Dunn and trade Chris Dunn. We have too many point guards. I don't want to get into this again. Yeah, I don't. Am I getting into this again? No, no, no. Am I going on this rant? No, right, Joel, let's, 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 let's keep it moving. Let's, right. uh, what's, what's the next topic here? What's next? NBA, NBA MVP. MVP. Yeah, MVP. MVP. It's got, it's got to be uh, LBJ. I, th- I think that Cleveland team is set to have a very, very good year and, and be one of the most impressive teams that we've seen uh, in the Eastern Conference for the last probably five years, since the Miami days when they were actually good. Love me some LeBron James this year. Love me some Cleveland this year. Ooh, and Duchess Bona just went away. <laughs> it went away with Wade Baldwin, all right? <laughs> all right, who's you? <laughs> Which team's going to be hoisting up that uh, that, uh, that O'Brien trophy in, in June? I've got, I've got Cleveland. I think, um, you know, I'll tell you exactly why. I think Cleveland has figured out its pecking order. They've been around each other now for two years. This is going to be year three for a lot of these players being together. And that continuity is going to be 
something that Golden State doesn't have yet. And I think Golden State's going to learn the hard way that adding a bunch of scoring and throwing it into a pot doesn't necessarily guarantee success. I don't think that team's going to be as good as people think it is. They lost a lot in terms of players that they've really leaned upon the last two years and in their title-winning year two years ago. No Andrew Bogut, no Festus Azili, no Harrison Barnes. Um, I think there's a few other ones that Barboza. I saw. That, uh, Barboza, yes, another great depth guy that they had. They have a lack of depth behind uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson at the guard positions. Besides, I think Sean Livingston is probably the only natural point guard that they have uh, on the it's, roster. It's pretty much Livingston, him. Iguodala, and uh, David West. That, that's their eight-man rotation right now, but yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Right. They're not as deep. They're, no. they're, they're, they're going to learn the hard way that just adding a Kevin Durant and, and another guy who can get you 25 a night isn't necessarily a recipe for success. I think, comparably, this Golden State team is going to be a lot like Miami's first year. Yeah, they mm. should make it to the finals, I would think. But I think a team that has a little bit more continuity and that's been around and has the experience like Cleveland is going to have the heads up on them. And, so uh, give me Cleveland. Uh, okay. and, and you know what? Another thing about the Warriors, I don't know. Who they think they are trying to win a championship with Zaza Pachulia as your starting center? Are you yo, kidding me? Yo, Zaza had a good year last year yeah, in Dallas. I know, man. Oh, all Everyone's right. sleeping on Zaza. Fine. And I think, and I think yo, he had a good year on Dallas. No, but no, but no, but what were their choices? But hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what else were they going to do? Hold on, hold Thank on, you. Hold on, hold on. Not that I want to defend the no. Warriors, but listen, listen, though. Zaza right now is better than Bogut. True, true or false? There's an NBA Bible out there that literally has a verse about. You cannot win an NBA championship with Zaza Pachulia as your starting center. I don't care who else is on the team. Is that verse 73? It's the book of Zaza. It's the that, only verse. That's chapter 73, been, verse, verse 9? It's actually been like disallowed by like many, many religions. They don't even acknowledge it as a Bible, oh, a my Bible goodness. section. Wow. It's going to be in the we're new Tom Hanks movie. We're uncovering. That's <laughs> what it's going to be. A, we're uncovering new. It's the Da Vinci Code. I can't wait to see that, by the, the way. Code. We're uncovering, uh, you know, new new Book of book Yo, of Mormons. I don't know what the. Well, maybe you should <laughs> read the NBA Bible, bro. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. But, yeah, I hope. I hope. I, I think we can all agree on one thing. And I think we can all agree on this. We're all hoping the Warriors fail. Why? You. No one's. No. I mean, I'm not hoping Zach, it. Zach, come on. Zach, come on. Hold on. Unless, not, they're, hold on, unless hold on, they're playing on, against the Celtics hold on, in the finals. Hold on. I mean, hold on. Who, why would you? No, I mean, I don't think people are hoping it, but I think people are like Zach. They're, they're, in, the Zach, they're in Zach's boat. Joel, don't hide they your don't true think, feelings. They don't think they're going to win this year. I don't think they're going to win it this year, but that's just me. I'm hoping they fail. See, you're hoping it, but then. You're not hoping many, it, too? How many times have you hoping? I've never hoped that the Warriors aren't going to fail. I just don't oh, think they're going to win. I don't think that's true. That's true. I've never. Last I've never, year, you didn't hope the Warriors I didn't would fail. Ho- I picked them to win. I know, but you didn't hope they would fail, though? Come on. Really? Joel puts, <laughs> Joel puts on a Snapchat story. Oh, shout out to all the big Warriors fans out there. Oh, they got slapped with a dose of reality. Like moments after they hosted the trophy, but it was a, it was a dose of reality, wasn't Christmas, it? Not bro. they were up three to one. That's like, but I didn't hope. To win. I didn't hope that. that I mean, was you wanted happen. the Cavs to win. I didn't hope that was going to happen. I just didn't think they were going to win. So, all right, fine. Well, well, I'm hoping that the Warriors fail. I mean, Joel, Jesus, I mean, what's wrong with you guys? I mean, I'm not. Well, Sean, you make a good point. Obviously, the, the entire league's going to think that way. No one likes these super teams. And uh, if, if one person who doesn't like it is certainly uh, Charles Barkley, who went off about it, how, how stupid it is, how. He hates his entire era. Hey, I'm not a. I didn't like the Durant decision at all either. But I, I don't. I don't think it's going to root for the Warriors to fail. I just think it's going to be great competition, regardless of what happens Bunch in the of finals. Weak-minded superstars even if the Warriors, on the same team. Even if the Warriors do pull it off, this isn't going to be like a, 
a best of five series. I mean, a, a um, them in five, winning it in five, or even winning it in six. It's still gonna be a competitive series. I mean, the Cavaliers, like Zach said, I mean, this is a team that's they've found their identity. They, 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 they're clicking now, and they're focused. And if last night was any indication of that, I mean, I mean, yeah, okay, it was against the Knicks. Who aren't the best team to go against? Come on, but, man. They're a super team, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, you talk about yeah. Super yeah. Teams. One super team just beat another super team. That's all. That's what it was. Yeah, this was six years ago. I, I would I would say that. I would say look out for them in the finals, but that this is this is a washed up group of guys. Oof. Minus yeah. minus Melo. Melo's not washed up yet, but the Knicks are. Jeez. All right, Zach. Yeah, so they don't they don't look great. Do you agree? Do you agree with Sean? Are you hoping that the that that the Warriors are gonna fail? Oh yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. But apparently it's, 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 it's okay for Sean and what's Zach, wrong with but these if guys? I were to say that, then it's like, oh. No, no, because you were hating on him like in 2012. You were like, I hate no, this little it was just like all last Steph year. Curry punk. Right. I'll hate this little guy. I don't know. No, nah, 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 I'm just messing with you. No, but it was funny last year because, I don't know. Because he was the only guy the who was amazed what Steph Curry was doing last like year. This, that was like their organic team. Like they, If they came back this year and they were Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green with like couple extra pieces, I'd be like, all right, go Warriors. I'm, I'm okay with the Warriors making them another run. Screw that, man. You try to go get nah, Kevin I mean, Durant. they're not. Uh, no, no. Don't, don't lie, though. The hype is, the hype is what makes them hateable. But look, but look, but look. Why team, people hate them is because of the hype. They, they were hyped up the entire season last year. We can't from a basket, that. From a basketball yeah. standpoint, yeah, fuck right? The Warriors. I don't know why, but. If they didn't I've, break the I've record, if Steph Curry didn't the break his, the, the three-point shooting record, then, then nobody would hate this team. But I've never the been, entire season, everyone was talking about the Warriors. My entire life, I've never been more happy to see LeBron James succeed than when he beat the Warriors last year. That's fucked up. That should not be going through my head. No, I a, hate LeBron James. From a, from a bas- I hate LeBron James, and I was rooting for him last year. For a ba- from a basketball standpoint, this season, the Warriors have improved their small forward, right? Kevin Durant, obviously, over Harrison Barnes. Slight improvement. Slight improvement over Harrison Barnes? Really? That was sarcasm, Joe. Oh, my God. Oh, you <laughs> had me tricked that, too. <laughs> I had to give you the evil eye for a second. I was like, uh, come on. Come on, Sean. You were the guy who said that he doesn't even deserve a max deal, never mind comparing him to Kevin Durant. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Harrison Barnes someday will turn right, but keep into going. Kevin Where are you Durant. going with that? No, from from that from that aspect, right? They've they've improved their, you know, they want to they want to run this 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 uh, small ball lineup, and they think they're gonna they're gonna be the same exact team they were a year ago, but Steph Curry is not gonna go off like he did a year ago because a lot of the offense is gonna go through Durant, and Durant likes to jump shot, jump mm. they, they like to take a lot more jump shots than go in, and he's the tallest guy on the team. If there's one guy who can let another guy go off, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, I.E. my man Russell Russ. Westbrook. I mean, that's what makes Durant. Sort of that guy who can you can share the ball with, you know. Both guys can go off any any given moment, and the team wins. Well, these Shit, are two. They were one win away from going to the finals last year. What is it? Two, well, two guys, Curry and 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 Westbrook. Those are two guys that when the 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 lights shined on them brightest, they kind of folded. Mm. Curry definitely, yeah. And Durant did it, and and no, against Westbrook. against you said Westbrook. No, Westbrook about, did I said it. no. I said Curry. Yeah, but Curry has Curry and Durant. Curry has Durant. Yo, no, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I said Curry and Durant. Yes. I said Westbrook. I'm with you. I'm with you. I said Curry and Durant. Sorry, they kind of folded when the shine when the oh, bright the bright the lights bright that's lights. True, hundred percent true. Hundred percent true. Right. So, yeah, but unlike Westbrook, he's got a ring. Weak minded superstars. Yeah, but Curry has a ring. That's Even though I wouldn't be saying that if Durant was on the Celtics, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I, think this, I think this stems more from that, isn't it? That stems more from that. I'm a little heartbroken. Man. It's all right. It's okay. I really thought we had a chance. Well, okay. Anyways, all right, Zach. 
We appreciate you stopping in. When are you going to come down here, man? When are you going to come down to the That's studio? You because you, you never uh, – you're always on the phone. What's, what's going on, man? Why do you live so damn far? Definitely plan on getting down there uh, the next time that we can uh, all get together. So Yeah, we're going to we're gonna move our recording to an actual hour where people are awake. It's tough to get all of us in the same room at the same time. That's the that's yeah. a major issue. But uh, Zach, no, one more question for so me. So damn popular. We're doing one more. One more question for me. Sure. We we haven't heard from you in about oh. six months. Yeah. Um, okay. Have you received the Cleveland Steamer? Cleveland Steamer yet? Oh, uh, no. Man, you still? fumbled it. <laughs> you butt fumbled it, man. <laughs> Mark Sanchez. No, it was, it was a steamer free summer. Good man. Cleveland, Cleveland good started man. off nice tonight, and uh, we got the World Series going on now in Cleveland, and they were able to win game one. So I think it's going to be steamers all around before it's all said yeah. and done. <laughs> oh, man. That's still legitimately one of the hardest I've ever laughed, <laughs> I think, in my entire life. <laughs> oh, if you haven't gotten a chance, listen to the clip show, man. Listen to our highlight show from the last episode that we put on, man. It's hilarious. It's still funny. I've heard it like five times. It still cracks me up. Still gets me. Anyways. Zach, when they get, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at OTW Sports Radio. That's Off the Wagon Sports Radio. We're, uh, we've been silent all summer long. We've had a, a lot of personal stuff going on, but our show is going to be starting up again, hopefully, within the next week. Uh, but our Twitter is still very, uh, very strong and uh, still lots of tweets being fired out, Celtic-related. No more Red Sox, but Patriots, you know, all Boston sports. So we're there for you for your, uh, for your weekly, um, well, actually daily for this matter, uh, conversations out there in the, in the Boston sports Twitter verse. So at OTW Sports Radio. Yeah, we're going to have to go out there and Nate can do a big show, man. All, all three of us and, and join it's you. It's been way too long. Way too way long, too man. Long. You, JP, uh, Carl, we'll, we'll all get together sometime soon, man. Let's That'd be do fun. it up. Zach, we appreciate Definitely. it, man. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Thanks for checking in. All right, thanks, guys. All right. So, who do you guys have? Who's going to win the MVP award? Who you got? Come on, let's hear it. I got a dark horse. All right, I love dark horses. Mm. Paul George. Whoa, I like that. Damn, I like that. You know right. why? Because if you're going to win the MVP award, you got to be on one a, a top four or five team in the NBA, and I think that's how good the paces are. And I think he's the best player on the team. So I think I think overall, player. like what we saw last year, which was probably just a little taste mm-hmm. of what he could do this year with a much better squad. Um, much. Better. I, I don't know if Nate McMillan's a better coach than than uh, Frank Vogel, uh, but that's a, that's a name. you know. But but Paul George is probably the second best player in the Eastern Conference after LeBron. Is that fair to say? Yes, I agree so, with that. I think he's. I think he's due for a huge year. Hmm. I yeah, think he, before he went down, he, he was. They were talking about him being an MVP. And candidate. he finished what? I want to say top five, right, in the voting last year, something like that. Something like that. He got. A, he got a handful of votes. Yeah, he's got a legitimate shot, I guess. Maybe top seven. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was like tenth. <laughs> so I'm, I'm. I'm torn between two guys for my MVP prediction. Both of the. Uh, both of these guys. So, I'm going with Russell Westbrook, because I think that Russell Westbrook would literally. Is out for blood Oof. this NBA season. I that hear was, you. I agree. I had but, that. I had that yeah. out for before blood. My, yeah, before my dark horse, I had him, but I don't know how good OKC is going to be. That's the problem. I think OKC is going to be fine in the West. I mean, think about it. Well, in the West, there are four good teams. You got the Warriors. You got the Clippers. You have the Spurs, and you have the Trailblazers. All right. Let me ask you this though. When was the last time an MVP, or a player, won MVP on? Uh, Five seed or below. I don't know. But if Russell Westbrook <laughs> averages a triple-double 
or damn near close to a triple-double this year, he's going to get the MVP report. And that's that's what I think he's going to do. Now, there is one other guy that sort of lost some steam, but you were talking about new coaching. Mike D'Antoni coaching James Harden. Dude could average 50 points a game this year, man. In that offense. With no one playing defense. With yeah. no one playing defense. With just... Dan Tony's going to say jack as many shots up as you can. Well, he hey, could legitimately hey, average, uh, legitimately average thirty five points. Well, a game you bring year. up the Rockets. That's a team I think is, can finish with a better record than OKC. Okay, yeah, I mean, but but really, how how convinced are you? OKC, the Jazz, uh, the Rockets. I don't even know. There's a couple of teams in that like middle to to out of the playoffs pack that right now it's tough to pick. You know, who's the fifth best team in the West? Who's going to make that? Because I think we, we can all agree, you got the Blazers, Warriors, Clippers, Clippers, Spurs. Spurs. Those are the those are the teams that are have have. Well, yeah. What about and the Blazers? What about the, what about the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies are in that same pack. If, as if the, everybody stays healthy, as the same pack as the Thunder. See, that's the thing. Same all pack those teams that you just mentioned, I just feel like I see OKC falling beneath those guys. I mean, I mean, I Dallas. think you're asking for a lot out of Oladipo, and, and I think he's a good player. It's a solid player, but this is a big spot for him to be in right now. But I think that uh, Westbrook has a lot of good role players there. I mean, you have Steven Adams. You have Enos Cantor. Those are two legitimate big men that, that, are they, are they that can play. Are they for you, though? Like, where's the offense coming from? Russell I look at their roster, and I'm Westbrook. scratching my head. Russell Westbrook. That's where the score is nah, going to come man. from. You have him in, in, in his backcourt, mate. That's about it. Well, him we'll and Victor. See. We'll see what we'll see what happens, but I, I just I just legitimately know that Russell Westbrook's the type of guy that like if he wants to if he wants to rip your your heart out he will literally oh he's an assassin oh he'll grab yeah, your yeah. heart out of your chest right. and won't let anything stop him so I, I that's the type of attitude that I love in a basketball player and I think this year more than any year even though last year arguably he could have been the MVP minus Steph Curry obviously but. I think I think he's gonna be he's gonna take it to a whole nother level this year. Well, he's got he's got to be healthy too. I, I think I feel like the last couple of years he's missed like a combined of like forty fifty games. So that Maybe. that should help. Well, yeah, not last year, but the year before he missed a lot. Last year he missed a few too, but yeah, that that doesn't help obviously. Um, Zach's hold on, hold on. Well, who's your second guy you were torn against? James Harden. Oh, okay. Yeah, Harden and right. and Westbrook. Um, all right, for me, I wanted to make things interesting here. I mean, LeBron James obviously a great choice. He's He's sort of in a in a space right now where everyone is sort of like, okay, wow, this guy's just been he he made, he came through with his promise. He gave Cleveland a championship. And he's going to keep going. But the thing about LeBron this year, I think I think Cleveland is going to continue to sort of rest him, kind of limit his minutes. I don't think it's going to make a huge dent into his numbers. But one guy I think is going to be tearing it up in the Western Conference is Kawhi Leonard. Okay. I mean, yeah, the San Antonio Spurs are I'm always in the so mix. So mad I didn't make that pick, man. I love Kawhi Leonard. The, the, I love the Spurs Kawhi are Leonard. always in the mix. And I think Kawhi Leonard is going to be leading the pack. Now that Tim Duncan's gone, I think Kawhi Leonard is driving that team. He's he's in the driver's seat right now. Aldridge is riding shotgun, and they're going to have to push these veterans to to make another uh, Western well, Conference Finals appearance. He made the Warriors his bitch last night. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. Legitimately, he did. And he took his time with it, too. The first half, he's sort of like, oh, okay, I'll get a few shots here. And I think he had like 12 points at halftime. Second half just went off. And he gets it done on both ends of the floor. I mean, that's the definition of a true MVP. And especially if they are are the number one or number two seed, that's a a great pick. I'm mad I didn't make it, but I've said all year, 
all since Durant left, I said Westbrook's going to win the MVP. That's it. I I I just think he's locked. No, he's going to yeah, he's going to have a monster season. But yeah, that, but Kawhi Leonard uh, to me, if I'm starting a team in the NBA right now, it's very hard for me not to pick Kawhi Leonard as my number one, my number one pick to start a team to build a franchise around. Kawhi so Leonard is tough to not. In the in the draft last night or two nights ago, real quick, that was your go to guy. I knew as soon as I saw Kawhi Leonard still on the board and oh. Sean, you you had the sixth pick, I had or the fifth, fifth pick. pick. Yeah, Sean had the fifth pick. I had the seventh. I was like, oh, he's going to pick. Not he's even pick close, Leonard. Leonard. Everyone's saying take LeBron, take LeBron. I was like, get the, taking Leonard, baby. I knew Kawhi. I knew you would pick Leonard. So could he win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year this year? He could. Yeah. Yeah, he crazy, could. Yeah. That'd be so nuts. But he's got to look out for Avery Bradley, though. Wasn't, wasn't MJ? Avery Bradley's coming for that. Wasn't MJ the last player to do that? I think so. Yeah, that guy was pretty good. Yeah, he was, he was all right. Yeah. All right, guys, before we get into In Case You Missed It. We got champs. a couple more things before we get into In Case You Missed It, man. Well, we said it when we talked to Zach. That's the thing. We got the bold predicts. Actually, yeah, let's do that. Let's do uh, Southern's bold prediction. Okay. All right. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? <laughs> oh, Joel, you go first. I think Sean's being weird. I don't know how bold this is, but I think the Celtics make no moves. I think they stay in pat. As a team that we see for opening night tonight will be the same team you see in first round of playoffs. Mm, I think that's more italicized, not really bold. That's what I'm saying. That's what I didn't think. <laughs> italicized. Okay, I just got you. <laughs> Joel's like, what's that mean? Uh, clever. Italicized. You got a clever. We got a clever one here. It's like you're using a computer. <laughs> no. Um, no moves. Yeah, no moves. Hmm. None. Hmm. Even though Danny did say, oh, we're not done. All right, they're done. You forget. Are you? Are you? Already counting DeMarcus Cousins coming to the Celtics as a move that's already happening. Uh, here mm-hmm. we go. No. No. Here that's not go. happening. Well, I got to disagree with you then. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, but what's your bold prediction? My bold prediction And it is, better not be anything with DeMarcus Cousins because that's always your prediction every year. <laughs> <laughs> Three years straight. <laughs> Three years straight. Well, make it number four, guys. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 3B. <laughs> uh, no. My bold prediction for the Boston Celtics this year. And for a whopping four years straight. <laughs> Uh, Marcus Cousins coming to the Celtics. No, that will happen. That's not even that bold. But you're ready. Um, you're ready to make the prediction before you die. So I think okay. the first the first time you said it, you, the way you said it was sort of like, okay, we may never hear this again. You're like, you know what, guys? I think one guy who uh, the Celtics <laughs> should start looking after. And this is a guy who, you know, he may be a bit of a troublemaker, and uh, you know, he, he may be sort of a risk. But I think this is a guy you have to take your you know, take a chance on it. That's, uh, that's DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, can you imagine DeMarcus Cousins in a Celtics uniform? You guys and are then, like, oh, yeah, that made that, yeah, yeah. Little did we know that's going to be the first of, like, 25 to 29 Every freaking times that you're going to bring up that dude's then. name. Anyways, when that happens, damn. I'm gonna Watch out. Dude Watch out, everyone. Anyways, my real bold prediction this year, because DeMarcus Cousins coming to the Celtics is not a bold prediction anymore. It's happening this year. The bold prediction will be that the Celtics will have three All-Stars this year. Okay. Three. I agree with you. Al Horford, Isaiah Thomas. Al Horford will be a starter. Isaiah Thomas will be voted in as the reserves. And Avery Bradley will make his first all-star team appearance, replacing the injured Dwayne Wade. Oh, so it's Dwayne Wade. It's not just any injured player. It has to be Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> All right, cool. I like it. <laughs> it's going to be Dwayne it's Wade. It's going to be Dwayne Wade. Okay. Uh, it will be, obviously. Dwayne yeah. Wade. He gets voted in every year. Every year, he never fucking yeah. plays. That's, that's it. He's, uh, Avery Bradley's going to be the replacement for Dwayne Wade. Cool. I love it. Sway? All right. I got – okay. This isn't as bold, but I, I think it's something that might happen. Underlined? This is underlined, yes. Or just regular Damn regular it, it's fonts. called bold prediction, all right? <laughs> all right, maybe it's a little bold. We'll see what you think, okay? All right. 
My prediction is that Marcus Smart will be traded. Oh, I think that's kind of bold. That's bold. That's bold. Marcus Smart will be traded. Um, For who? Marcus <laughs> you know what? You know what I said? And in, in the article that, that you guys can check out on CausewayStreetBlog.com, I actually said in parentheses, if you want to think big, you can think DeMarcus Cousins. If you want to really, if you want to make this bolder than you know as possible, bold as possible, the, the the best trade that could go down is DeMarcus Cousins. The bottom of that is Nerlens Noel, and that's still good though. And that's still good. I like that Nerlens Noel alongside Al Horford. You don't give up anyone else. You give up straight up. Yeah, you're starting. You're starting right five still intact. Well, maybe you give them a eight. second round pick, but no first round pick. This is a straight up deal that helps out both sides. Yeah, because they, they need guards. Exactly, Philadelphia's front line is is stacked. It's so crowded in there yeah. that they have to they have to Too make much. a deal like this. Even and their backcourt is thin as fuck. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they give RJ Hunter a damn call within yeah. the next couple of days because they have no one back there. I believe I believe they just signed Bayless. Um, yeah, right. He's going to be he, starting next year. No, no, yeah, but I think no, no, but I think he's Jared out for the Bayless. season. Right? <laughs> no, I think he's out for the season though. What? I, I forget why he's injured. I forget why he's injured, but I forget which injury. No, I forget what the injury was. But he's, 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 yeah, he, he might be out for the season. Yeah, he's like, what? You put RJ Hunter on that team right now, he might be starting. He could yeah. fight for a starting spot on that team. Really? That, that, that backcourt you know is just got, whack. You know who just got cut too? Jared Fucking Jack terrible. just got cut. Well, there you go. You the Hawks just cut Jared Jack. They I would pick take, him up. I'm surprised that I, I, I didn't realize he was even on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He, I think it, it sucks. Last year he was balling for the Nick, uh, the Nets. Yeah, but he tore his ACL. Tore his ACL. Like little comeback. Got cut, but uh, whatever. But here's I mean, the reason why I think, though. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. I know this is sort of down the road here. I know we're still a couple of years away from this, but I think that if you look at Marcus Smart's track record and, you know, I'm not trying to write this guy off as he's going to be injured for the rest of his career, but if he – well, when he comes back, this is going to be – this is just a minor setback. I think he's going to be this – this, this season will be his best year of his career. Okay? I know Zach's – Zach thinks it's going to be so great that he thinks he'll be sixth man of the year or he'll be a candidate. If it's that good, then I say trade him. So high. Because you don't want this guy to – you don't want these injuries to come back and resurface and you're stuck with this guy and keep, you have to just let him go. Keep hunting. Right. And, and at the end of the day, that's, that's probably the inevitable, guys, if you think about it. You have Avery Bradley's going to, contract's going to, it's going to uh, expire in a couple of years. Isaiah Thomas is going to expire in a couple of years. These are two guys that – Jay Crowder. Well, no, Jay Crowder has Jay like Crowder three more like, years. Oh, does he? Yeah, because he signed that no, huge five-year Avery five-year Bradley deal. and Isaiah Thomas – Contracts both expire after next season. After next season, that is. There's no way right, you're so going to keep yeah. those three guards all at once. This no, is going to be smart. I think is uh, Marcus Smart. Well, I Marcus think Smart has an option. Yeah, Marcus Smart has an option, right? So that's why this may this talk might be a little premature. But if the opportunity presents itself and Philadelphia is back on the phone with Danny Age, yep. you pull the trigger on that deal. No, you well, got bring to. in Nerlens Noel. Well, don't worry because the Celtics will still have James Young, so that's you know exactly. that's all the guard problem right there. But but no, hence but, my sarcasm. I think you're being facetious. But seriously though, <laughs> love off, that word. off your sarcasm <laughs> is this is something that the Celtics will have to do. They're going <laughs> to face this problem. They're so going to have to move on from some of these players that they drafted. Because Danny Ainge won't trade the damn draft picks. Now you're gonna trade the players <laughs> or, or just that they've them. drafted. Or just, or just them. cut them. Yeah. Or just or just trade Doc for one year of RJ Hunter. Damn. <laughs> yeah, trade the damn draft you, picks. That's what you got from the Doc deal. That's funny. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. traded Doc Rivers. And you got RJ Hunter now. Tecni- technically, technically you traded Doc Rivers and you got, got Brad Stevens and RJ Hunter. 
You got, you well, got, no, no, you would have gotten Brad Stevens already, regardless. Yeah, regardless. So, yeah. so, no, you got no, nothing. You, had to get, you, had you to signed get him. You signed te- him. Technically, though. Yeah. Technically, right? You, had, you, got, you traded away Doc Rivers for a couple of games of R.J. Hunter. Not even a couple. Like, I, don't know how many minutes, I don't know how many minutes he played. But. So that's my bold prediction. We got a first-round pick for Doc Rivers, and we cut him. Well, well but, but, but I'm just saying. But in Danny, we trust. All we need to do, all the, the, and I, I think this should be something that we are looking at. Uh, on on top of your market smart point is, and against your point a little bit, there's got to be a move that's just going to happen, man. Because you can't keep you. I mean, even if you think about it too, remember, you still got the rights to like Marcus Thornton. You got Zizek. You got no, Yabaselli. No, you got I, all these people overseas that yeah. are going to need a roster spot no, at some point. I understand that. I understand right. that. But like, if someone like Philadelphia doesn't want to play ball with you, right? Then who at other team is going right. to want to play ball with you? No, there's a, they, I, and I understand that. But and I that's mean, what I mean by my, be my bold prediction. I'm not saying you go out there and, and shot this guy around. I'm saying if a trade up presents itself and we're talking about a rim protector like Nerlens Noel coming back home, yes. he's an Everett hometown kid. I mean, man, that's and all, a, and all you give up is Marcus Smart and maybe a draft pick. That is a picky. strong front line if you have Nerlens Noel. That's a rim protector that you've been looking for. Yeah. Jay Crowder, and you still on have. The cheap. And you still have your your your, your backcourt, your starting backcourt. I'm not hundred percent sold on trading Marcus Smart for Noel, but I am definitely. I, 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 I really mean, would. I probably would do it if if it came down to it. Because what about Okafor? Again, because Noel Noel's also going to get Noel's contracts up after the end of this year, so he's going to get paid at the end of the year. So you're basically trading Marcus Smart for if you do the Noel deal, you'll have to renegotiate with Noel at the end of the year, which is going to be major money that. Does the Celtics really want to spend that much money on New Orleans Noel? I mean, is that, it going to be major money though? Yeah. Is New Orleans oh Noel? yeah. Well, well the Celtics have, everyone's going to be major it. money. If we're that's talking about I mean. the new, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but the Celtics have have that. You know, you know, right now, I don't like all the playoff teams. The Celtics rank the lowest in terms of cap space for this season. Seriously, they're like they're 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 closer to like you know closer to twentieth in the league. Yeah. In cap space for I this think, season. I, Again, I know this talk is premature. One of my other bold predictions, Gerald so, Green's going to get arrested this year. Okay. All right. I don't know what that has to do with uh, Celtics' future, but all right. Cool. <laughs> Just hit me. Right. I forgot to mention that. All right. It's going to get arrested. Duly noted. Okay, like I was saying. But like, but like, not like a major I crime. Is, I know this is premature, but oh, damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, let me let me go into my joke. No, I'm just kidding. You want to say how he's going to be arrested? <laughs> What's going to happen? I really is going to have a bad trip again. It's not going to be a major crime. People aren't going to hate him. He's going to get arrested though. It's happening. What the heck was I going to say? Well, he's going to be he's going to be the reason why Dwayne Wade gets injured and then Avery Bradley starts in the All Star game. Okay, no, I got it. Okay, All-Star. all right. Okay, I know it's premature, but guys, <laughs> back at it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> is dare I say is he injury prone? Is this going to be something that we see every single year? Well, well so far, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't say he's not. And if that's the pro. case, then wait, wait till he starts playing well again, which I think will be this season, and trade him. I mean, that's my. I mean, let's that's be my honest. two cents. When Marcus Smart sprained his ankle in the last game of the preseason, was anyone surprised? No. No. I mean, just the way he you moves just sometimes, like, ah, you kind of. Especially right. it was the same ankle he had injured when he was a rookie. Right. Oh, uh, that. I mean, yeah, because when remember, do you remember that game he got injured as a rookie? Yes. That was like legitimately some of the best basketball I've ever seen. Marcus Smart play, and then all of a sudden he gets gets uh, injured out for about three or four three or four weeks. No, a couple of months, right? A couple months, yeah, yeah. A couple, a couple months. Of months yeah. yeah, yeah. He was on a wheelchair. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. So I mean, well, that's what it's, it's, it's that's hard what it's, to draw the line where somebody's injury prone and just unlucky. I mean, Greg Oden's injury prone, definitely. 
He's just <laughs> he's just life. He's just bad luck prone. He's just he's just a. I think he's just a bad dude. Looking like a, looking like a seventy year old grandmother. You say that like like it's two thousand seven or something. Like yeah, obviously he's, he's injury prone. Yeah, he's got the track record. <laughs> it's been about you 10 know years. who's injury prone? Brad Doherty. That dude is injury prone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Yo, you know who else? Sam Bowie. Up that motherfucker. Yeah, what an injury prone. Never dude. had a shot. Poor guy. They should have traded. They should have drafted Mike. <laughs> All right, let's get to our last segment of every single episode where we take a trip around the NBA. Joel, what do we miss? In case you missed it, the Celtics, um, their season starts tonight, guys. The 2016-17 season Let's go. tips off at the TD Garden against who? The Lonely Nets. Jeremy Ugh. Lin, Lin Sanity. So we have Boston. another uh, preseason game pretty much that's going to actually count. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's it. For so in case how, you much, it, how, how much? <laughs> <laughs> how many minutes is Jalen Brown getting in the opening, opening game? Well, with the injuries – that's plagued the uh, bench already as well, we go into the regular season. No I'm going to say 13, 15 minutes. Mm. 13, That'd be 15. a lot. That'd be a lot. Yeah. Well, tip-off is that at 7.30. You catch the broadcast on CSN New England. And Swayze, will you be in the building? Yes, I will. I will be there. I will be uh, giving you guys some up-to-date coverage pre-game with uh, Brad Stevens. We'll see what he has to say before the game. Cool. Throughout the game, of course, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Causeway Street, of course. I'm going to say this now so Joel doesn't say it at the end of the episode. Well, I was about to say it right now, but okay. okay. <laughs> follow us on okay. Causeway Street. Right now. Okay. Follow my personal Twitter. Written uh, out and highlighted. Yeah. At Joe underscore Sway one zero. And, of course, follow our Snapchat, guys. I'm going to try to uh, I'm gonna try to get some extra snaps, uh, give you guys a long story, longer than usual, since it's the uh, season opener. And Instagram, all at Causeway Street. Better get those chilly little booties on that Snapchat, man. Live tweets, videos, and pics. Uh, oh, they're, yeah. they're coach banned me from uh, being close to them, so oh, I can't do that anymore. Damn it. Damn it's it. all about the booty. I'll try to talk to some of the rookies out there. They'll let me, they'll, they'll right. let me get some snaps. All right. In case you missed it, I mean, we... <laughs> Fair. We, <laughs> Next. We harped, <laughs> we harped on this uh, just a little while ago. Marcus Smart, again, will commence the season on the uh, injured list, nursing an ankle injury. Good news is MRI came out negative, so... He could be out another week or two. But you know what time it is, though? It's Terry Rosier time. Rosé. See? That Ricky Rosé. Should have added that to my point. Mm. Another reason why you can move from Marcus Smart. Damn. So you got Rosé stepping that in. nickname, man. Rosé? Rosé. That's my nickname for him. He calls him that all the time. Too. Yeah, spread it around. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, I'm trying mm-hmm. to spread it. Mm-hmm. You know what? I have, to, I have to put the hashtag Rosier because I don't think people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to get like that going. Rick Ross? He's playing? Rosé. Yeah. That's a nice nickname. Well, in case you missed it... Uh, Tuesday, all over the NBA, there were tributes to uh, TNT's Craig Sager, including yes. the Celtics after uh, Tuesday's practice. You know, check that check that picture out on on, on our Instagram at Causeway Street. It's a team pic of them wearing like a, it was like a crazy like suit shirt that you know it symbolizes Craig Sager's trademark of uh, his wacky suits. And the Warriors also had some cool T-shirts that they uh, were giving out to all the fans in attendance with an animated. Craig Sager with his trademark suits that they gave away. So that was cool at Oracle Arena. So shout out to Craig Sager. We miss you. And hashtag Sager strong. Yes, absolutely. I love how uh, Steve Kerr was actually wearing his shirt during his uh, pregame. Yeah, that was awesome. Pregame conference, man. Oh, postgame conference. Pregame. Post? Press conference. Okay. Jesus. It's Jeez. getting late. Damn. <laughs> In case you missed it, 
How can it be getting late? Is this Wednesday? It's Wednesday morning, guys. It's, it's, it's Wednesday morning right now. <laughs> <laughs> in case, in case you missed it, looking at the clock. It's Wednesday morning. <laughs> in case you missed it, the Cavs obviously they had their ring night last night, and they beat the super team, the Knicks, one seventeen to eighty eight. Oh, stomped on them. Bron Bron recorded first. Oh, you guys triple double of the year. You gonna are you gonna mention? All right, let me just listen. I'll, just listen. I'll, I'll let you finish. All right, nineteen points, fourteen assists, eleven rebounds. You know, Kyrie Irving had 29 points. Okay. K-Love, Great 20, 23 points and 12 rebounds. So I guess NY did not get the memo, Derek Rose's memo, that is, that they're a super team. Mm-hmm. Yep. It didn't look like um, it. Derek Rose probably has a lot of other stuff he's dealing with right now. No, no. no actually, no. he's actually, free. No, he's free. He's, he's free. free, man. Free man. Free D. Rose. Yep. And he, was, and, 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 he was never in custody, but yeah. okay. By the way, check his hair out. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty, pretty... <laughs> Pretty well kept to me. I don't know. Did it come up to your standards, Sean? I saw that. <laughs> I, I wish, wish I did, did. but I did. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of the Cavs, guess who visited the Cavs hours before their ring ceremony? Oh, Taker. Dun, None other than the dead dun, man himself, the dun, Undertaker. Dun, 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 and without breaking character, dun, may I add, attire and all. Nice. Taking pictures with all the players. Did he choke slam? Well, yeah, LeBron he can't, James. He can't show up wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Man. Yeah, that, that was that just weird, right? They, yeah. they would call him like an imposter. Yeah. What's his regular name? He's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm, <laughs> I'm Scott." <laughs> his name was Mark. He's there like, <laughs> "Congrats, guys!" They're like, uh, no, "Aren't you the Undertaker?" He's like, "Ah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah when I'm, you know, when I'm, I'm do, working, I'm going to do the eye thing. Uh, Mark, you know, I'm going to do the eye thing for you. He you comes, know? he comes in with the LeBron jersey. Mark, you know, you want to take, take a picture? It's all good, you know. Can I get a picture with you? Hey, hey, love you got that? You got that? That that belt we can take a picture with? No. Huh? Uh, LeBron just looks at him and just goes, uh, "Go get dressed, Undertaker. Come on, come on. Wear, wear the suit. We got the suit for you. We know you have it." So, I, so obviously, people are asking, you know, what the hell was the Undertaker doing there? Yeah. You know, shout out to my WWE peeps. Oh, also, New Age Insiders. Bill, yes. what up? Yeah, what up? What up, Bill? So hey, Bill. why why was he there? Game five, right before game five. Was say, LeBron was wearing an Undertaker shirt during practice, right before game five. I remember he was wearing the. And they were down three to one. Right. Yeah. We did, but before that, we won. We're in Undertaker. Nice. Won the rest of the series. Obviously, history. In the books. In the books. Okay, so what I was gonna say real quick because I don't know. I think you're gonna shift gears here. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, what's up with Jr. Smith crying during the ceremony? Come on, Jr. What's well, up with crying during the ceremony? Because you're Jr. Smith, man. He got so much booty <laughs> from doing that after from they won. Doing just winning the championship. He's like, this is never going to be the same way again. He's out celebrating right now. He's realized this is ne- it's never going to be like still this celebrating, summer. still celebrating. This summer is never going to happen again. They almost didn't bring his ass back. LeBron James had to have like a meeting with these guys and like, look, if you guys if you guys don't sign this guy, it's going to be a big problem here. So they they figured out a deal. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Tyrone Luke fired. Yeah, <laughs> I was really down on. I'll J. leave Smith. Cleveland. I'll bring Tyrone with me. And I'm out. <laughs> we'll I'd, do some. I didn't like Jared Smith, but. I sort of like Jerry yeah, Smith. Yeah, but why now. is he crying, though? I sort of like Jerry Smith. Why now. are I don't you know. crying, bro? Because, man. The whole booty thing? Well, it's just. This, this, it was the boat this, full of women? This was legitimately like. No, that was Kyrie Irving. Oh, that was Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah, Kyrie. That was Kyrie. <laughs> and they were all white. And they were all white. <laughs> yeah. Small little amount of detail there. I wasn't going to mention that, but all right. Um, <laughs> you know, no, but, too. Think about it. J.R. Smith. <laughs> and they were all white. Just, <laughs> I think his hair was nappy that day, too. I don't know. J.R. Smith had the best summer of his entire life this year. He would just said, yep, I just won an NBA championship. I'm doing whatever the frig I want to do all summer. All summer. Now he's back. And it's like game one. He's like, 
Ah, oh, man, why didn't I retire, dude? He's like, I got <laughs> to actually do work now. I should have <laughs> retired. Damn. He's like, I was hoping no one was going to pick me up. And now I'm just going to be like, oh, I guess <laughs> I, I'm a free agent right I now. I thought I'd oh, at well. least sit out till January. Yeah, it's all and good. come back right before the uh, the waiver deadline. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, let's go get this another ring. <laughs> let's get this playoff run going. So, um, obviously, in case you missed it, um, World Series got underway last night. Cleveland's up one nothing against the uh, Chicago Cubs. Guys, who you got? Fuck Joe Oof. Madden. Okay. So, we got an Indian fan over here. What about yourself there, Sway? <laughs> Um, I hate Joe Madden more than anybody, minus LeBron James. You know what? Give me the Cubs. Yeah, what's wrong right. with you? Give me the Cubs. What's I got wrong the, with you? I got the, they're the better team. You can't say they're not. I got the, the Cubs. Team. I got the Cubs in seven. What's I, wrong I want both of you. I want Lester, man. I want Lester to win, and I want him I to stick you, it to, to the Sox. I know you want. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I know you want Cleveland to win it really badly, but you can't say that they're not, they're not the better team. The Cubs are the better team. Um, the Cubs are the better team, but no one's been playing better in the playoffs than the friggin' Indians. Yeah, that's, that's true, true, man. The Indians only only lost one game and, all, all playoffs. Oh, when you got someone like Andrew Miller. I believe man, and Mike Napoli. Oh, yeah. Mike he's, Napoli. He's, he's, he's due for a big You moment. just want him to like run the streets of Cleveland shirtless and banging the chicks and taking over bars. I just want him to take the – he's the J.R. Smith. He's the, <laughs> <laughs> the J.R. Smith of the Indians, man. All right, so what have we learned here? Um, anytime <laughs> he is, no, anytime he really any, anytime is. any athlete really is. parties he, hard. Yeah. Sean likes it. I like him, man. But you got to go shirtless. That that's key. I don't. I'll never forget when Napoli won the championship in 2013. Here. That was awesome. Oh, don't even remind great. me of that. He dude. was ripping butts in the street, shirtless, grabbing butts. Of going, random going, chicks going behind bars. Don't even, just, no, no, don't even going behind me like bars was, in, in, inside a restaurant. I was in the bar <laughs> next door to where he was in McGreevy's. That's a bad. That's that's bad. I was pissed, <laughs> and I almost went to that bar. I almost did. I spent the whole day in Boston. That was an amazing day because it was the obviously the parade, and it was like eighty degrees, which Plus is the, very rare. The best at that time of the year in Boston. Na- Napoli has sucked all playoffs, but he's still starting every single game. Of course. Uh, in case you missed it, obviously new NBA season has started, so there's going to be new statements from our boy Chuck on TNT. Sir Charles said before uh, Cleveland's uh, ring ceremony that he thinks Klay Thompson is the best all-around player in the NBA outside of LeBron James. Thoughts? What? Forget about Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. It's uh, a Paul long George. list of guys before. Right. <laughs> a lot of people. Damn. You know what's funny? I didn't see the clip, but I can imagine right when he said it, that, that, that's when everyone just goes quiet. <laughs> yeah. Like Kenny, Shaq, Kenny, Kenny just looks at him, slow turn. You just, see, you just see Kenny's like bald head just kind of go down for a second, pop back up, look around, drink a little water. He's not, he looks, no, he looks down, looks up. Uh, yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're live right yeah. now. Okay. He's not just uh, saying this. You said serious. that? Yep. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> Just checking just to make sure that we're, I was, well, you know, it wasn't just me thinking the same thing. Charles, it's going to be the first of many. I love Chuck. You know, Charles we, Barkley, I love Chuck. But. Charles Barkley enjoys alcohol, too. Yeah, so he maybe does. he was drunk. Sure does. Um, and that's it for in case you missed it. Oh, one it. more thing. Oh, okay. I've, I, I have to say something because I love Scotty Pippen, man. Oh, okay. Fuck Future. All right. You in on this? <laughs> Future the rapper? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm glad you're bringing this up because the first this person I thought bullshit, of was you. Man. The first person I thought of was you. I was like, this yo, that's bullshit. your boy, Future. I like Future. I love Scotty. I'm on Team Scotty, man. Team Scotty. All right, you want to explain to the people what you're talking about? I don't really know the details too much. I think they got a divorce and like who did? So, no, they got a divorce before. Oh, they're filing for a divorce because it. okay, you they're filing it. for a divorce because uh, Scotty Pippen's wife has been spending way too much time with the Future on the road. 
He uh, he went or she, I should say, she went to go visit him in Las Vegas. She's been a groupie. They've been doing yeah, exactly. They've been doing vacations together. Good groupie love. Groupie status mm. at her advanced age, and Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty caught wind of it. I bet you. I bet you sway. Hold on. I bet you sway. If this was Mrs. Curry, he would be like, "Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah I enjoy it. Be here. Be, be, be that group." Could no, you no. imagine if no, she no. started like going with Drake or something? Not man. Mrs. Curry. She wouldn't. She Yo. would never do such a thing. She would never do such a thing. Yo, man, why you got to do Scotty like that, man? I mean, it, this is future we're talking about. This guy's ruthless. You know, it's not like Future and Scotty were best friends. Nah, I'm not man. saying it's right. You know. Have you, you never heard the track with uh, with the weekend, man? This guy doesn't mess around, man. You know. Turn a hotel to a trap house. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he does, man. <laughs> guy's ruthless. If you don't know what a trap house is, Urban Dictionary. You know what would be mad funny? You know what would be mad funny if there was somehow ruthless guy. Like, a, like a picture of future talk about a easy, kid huh? rocking a Scotty Pippen jersey? Because he's at least, he's like our age. So he yeah. grew up roof with Scotty Pippen. He's 20 years younger than Scotty Pippen. You, I bet you Future has never touched a basketball or any ball ever in his life. He's not, he doesn't look athletic in the least bit. Maybe. You know the worst part about yeah, this, too? This maybe. is, is, is going to be a phase. Like, Future's not going to, like, marry this chick. No. This is just a phase, and she's just li- you know, reliving her youth, I guess, until... <laughs> she's like, I'm free, bitch. Until that <laughs> runs out, and Scotty's going to be like, yeah, how, how you feeling now? Right? Yeah. I don't know. Scotty, you but got I'm with this, Team Scotty, too, but Scotty... Yeah. Hey, no, Scott, gotta, Scott is doing his thing, too, though. We can't say oh, Scott yeah. is completely innocent here. He's doing well, his thing. I don't know, doesn't I don't know doesn't he look the same it. as when he was still playing? Legitimately Is that just me? Uh, he, looks he, looks like, yeah. he looks like the trailblazer. He looks like Scottie Rocket Scott. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blazer Scott. I was going to say Rocket Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like, yeah. That's a good team, by the way. Great team. Yep. Brian Grant. Yeah, I'm going to team Scotty, too, though. Good. Tell your future to Tell your boy future to stop messing around. No, but you know you can blame. No, all he's got to do is stop making these bumping tracks, and I'll be more on Team Scotty, man. Can't help with those beats bump, bro. No, but you know you, who you can blame for all for all of these uh, ex-wives of athletes going and messing around with other famous celebrities? Kim Kardashian? No. Shaquille O'Neal's ex-wife. Mm. She started all this. Mm-hmm. Loving hip-hop nonsense. Ah. Yep. Well. See, I'm not up on this shit, man. That I got off to another tangent. I something today. And future. Jeez. I don't know where. Like, <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> you can like us on Facebook. Follow Ridiculous. us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, download the uh, CLNS radio app on your Droid or iPhone to listen to uh, all things Boston sports related. And a big shout-out to CLNS radio's founder, Nick Gelso, who was celebrating his birthday yesterday on Tuesday. Yes, happy, happy birthday, birthday Nick. brother. Oh, happy birthday, nice, man. man. All the best. Happy birthday. And uh, obviously, check out our homepage, com, and read our predictions. Our season predictions are up. Oh, and guys, uh, after the game, Make sure you guys tune into uh, right after the Celtics game tonight. Tune into uh, ESPN New Hampshire. CLNS Radio doing their post game show on there. All uh, right, we actually hear Nick himself, and uh, he'll be a co- he'll be co hosting the uh, Celtics post game show uh, with uh, Patrick Gilroy. How I do you believe. listen to ESPN New Hampshire? Uh, you can find them on TuneIn. You can find them on TuneIn, and, and for the people who live in New Hampshire, you can turn the radio on and, and put them on in the oh, AM. I get Search. that. I get that. No, search, I get that. No, search them on uh, Twitter too. Yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah. I think yeah. There'll be a, there'll be a link posted. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. so you guys can check that out. Yeah. Um, great show, great show. And uh, now that they're on ESPN New Hampshire, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be uh, big things for them. A lot, a lot more phone calls and uh, Sway's made appearances on there with uh, yes with Christian Arcan. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually no. I've been uh, co- I'm gonna be doing a Wish it couple did, of future. I'm gonna be doing a couple of future uh, post game shows on there too, so you can check me out with future. What was that? Future. We have future on there. We're gonna actually well, ask him Scotty. about this whole situation. Actually, damn, jump man, jump man, jump. Man. What about Michael Jordan? Thinks about that. 
for the Jumpman shit? No, he's, he's getting paid. He probably loves the Jumpman song. He's like, Scotty, yo, I'm getting checks, bro. <laughs> He's like, no. that's my wife, Michael. <laughs> but no, seriously, he's like, he's like, come on. Back in the day, he's like, you know, she man. was, hey, she was quite the party animal. Hey, come you on, remember. you remember? Come on, Michael, that's my wife. That's that's just rude, Mike. That's just rude. <laughs> Mike, I'm going through a tough time. He's like, jump man, jump man, jump man, jump. Hey, seriously, guys, check them out uh, tonight, tomorrow night. I'm on with Patrick Gilroy, uh, CLNS Celtics post game show. You're also on Twitter, so check them out. But, yeah, tonight, Patrick Gilroy and Nick uh, Joso. Let's do it, Celtics. Celtics tonight. Game one. Game one of 82. Let's get it. Let's see y'all take next, it to them. See y'all next week. Peace. Next week, guys. Later.